بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم in the name of Allah most gracious most merciful prophet Muhammad peace be upon him if you really know him you will love him if you know him you will love him you will love him for sure Almighty God says in the Quran addressing his prophet Muhammad peace be upon him verily we have sent you as a witness as a bearer of glad tidings as a warner as one who invites to God by his permission and as a lamp spreading light we find these these sentences and these responsibilities of that great prophet may the blessing and peace be upon him in the Quran in chapter 35 verses 25 and 20 and 46 verses 45 and 46 verily verily we have sent you as a witness as a bearer of glad tidings as a warner as one who invites to God by his permission and as a lamp spreading light. Under the campaign, if you know him, you will love him. The Islamic Affairs and Charitable Activities Department in the government of Dubai is pleased to present to you this lovely and valuable booklet which contains album of selected sayings of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Life is sketch of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. What great people say about Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. What Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, never did in his life. A beautiful story said by Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. And in the court of Roman King, the Hercules, which will indeed help and guide you to live a better life, to have good relationship with your Lord, with your fellow human beings, and all the creation of Almighty God. To get all of that, read this beautiful, lovely, valuable book. Thanks a lot to the government of Dubai for really publishing such a booklet. Album of Selected Sayings of Prophet Muhammad. May the blessing and peace be upon him. Each one of you is a caretaker and is responsible for those under his care. This is narrated in Muslim, hadith number 4828. The Lord's pleasure is in the parents' pleasure, and the Lord's anger is in the parents' anger. At-Turmidhi, hadith number 2020. Fear God, fear God and treat your children, and treat your children fairly and equally. Muslim hadith number 4181 If anyone if anyone cares for three if anyone cares for three or two daughters disciplines them gets them married and does good to them he will go to paradise Abu Dawood hadith number 5149 you will be rewarded for the handful of food you put in your wife's mouth. Al-Bukhari, hadith number 2742. A young, or young people, young people, all young people, all young people, whoever among you can marry, should marry because it helps him lower his gaze and guard his modesty al-bukhari hadith number 1905 you and your wealth belong to your father you and your wealth belong to your father ibn majah hadith number 2292 whoever is pleased that he be uh, granted more wealth and that lease of his life be prolonged 
then he should keep good relations with it with his kithinkin al-bukhari hadith number 5985 whoever is pleased that he be granted more wealth and that lease of his life be prolonged then he should keep good relations with it with his kin or with his kithinkin the person who serves the bond of kinship sorry the person who severs the bond of kinship will not enter paradise the person who severs the bond of kinship will not enter paradise al-bukhari hadith number 5984 if you cook some soup add extra water and send some to your neighbor and send some to your if you cook some soup add extra water and send some to your neighbor muslim hadith number 6475 whoever believes in god and in the day of judgment should entertain his guest generously muslim hadith number 6000 Cleanliness invites towards faith, and faith leads its possessor to the paradise. At-Tabarani, hadith number 35. Indeed, each one of you is the reflection of his brother. So if he sees something harmful in him, then let him remove it from him. At-Turmadhi, hadith number 1929. Indeed, each one of you is the reflection of his brother. So if he sees something harmful in him, then let him remove it from him. At-Turmadhi, hadith number 1929. Whoever believes in God and in the day of judgment should talk what is good or keep quiet. Al-Bukhari, hadith number 6476. Show mercy to those who are on earth and the one who is, in, uh, who is above in, in heavens will show mercy to you. Show mercy to those who are on earth and the one who is above in heaven will show mercy to you. Abu Dawood, hadith number 4941. Let the judge not pass a judgment when he is angry. Hadith number 1717 in Muslim. God has revealed to me that you must be humble towards one another so, so that no one wrongs anyone else or boast to anyone else. At-Tabarani, hadith number 35. A man follows the way of his closed friend, so let one of you look at whom he takes as his close friend. Abu Dawood, hadith number 4833. Whoever is deprived of gentleness, whoever is deprived of gentleness, he is indeed deprived of all goodness. Muslim. Hadith number 2591. I and the sponsor of an orphan shall be in paradise like these two. And the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, indicated his index or pointed his index and the middle finger. At Tirmidhi, hadith number 1914. Fulfill the trust for the one who entrusted you and do not cheat who cheated you at terminal hadith number 1264 facilitate things to people and do not make it hard for them and give them good tidings and do not make them run away al-bukhari hadith number 4344 whoever calls others to guidance will have a reward like that of those who follow it. 
Muslim, hadith number 6804. <coughs> a, woman, <coughs> a woman may be married for four reasons. A woman may be married for four reasons. For her property, for her family status, for her beauty, for her character, for your prosperity, for your prosperity, marry the one who is best in character. Al-Bukhari, hadith number 5090. Again, a woman may be married for four reasons. For her property, for her family status, for her beauty, for her character. For your prosperity, marry the one who is best in character. Al-Bukhari, hadith number 5090. Do not regard any act of kindness as insignificant, even if meeting your brother with a cheerful face. Muslim, hadith 6857. None of you will have faith till he wishes for his brother what he likes for himself. Al-Bukhari, hadith number 13. Exchange gifts as that will lead to increasing your love to one another. Al-Bukhari, hadith number 12,297. He who serves others with drinking water should be the last to drink himself. He who serves others with drinking water should be the last to drink himself. At-Tirmidhi, hadith number 1894. Saying something good is charity. Muslim, 5934. May God's mercy be on him who is lenient in his buying, selling, and in demanding back his money. Al-Bukhari, hadith number 2076. There are two blessings which many people lose. They are health and free time. At Tirmidhi, hadith number 2304. God does not look at your appearance and your wealth. Rather, he looks at your hearts and your deeds. Muslim, hadith number 6708. Look at the one who is at a lower level than you, and do not look at the one who is above you, for that may keep you from uh, scorning the blessings of God. For that may keep you from scorning the blessings of God. Muslim, hadith number 7430. Faith consists of more than 60 branches and modesty is a part of faith. Al-Bukhari, hadith number 9. O people, your Lord is one. Know that there is no superiority of an Arab over a non-Arab or of non-Arab over an Arab, nor of a white over a black or of a black over a white, except through piety. Mushnad Ahmad, hadith number 23,536. The best among you are those who have the best manners and the best character. Al-Bukhari, hadith number 6,029. The best of your provision is what you earn by your own hands. The best of your provision is what you earn by your own hand. Ibn Majah, hadith number 2290. If a young man shows respect to an old man on account of his old age, God will create for him someone who will show him respect too. At-Tirmidhi, hadith number 2020. Give the worker his wages before his sweat dries. Ibn Majah, hadith number 2443. 
be in the world or be in this world as if you were a stranger or a traveler. Al-Bukhari, hadith number 6416. Removing a harmful thing from the way is charity. Al-Bukhari, hadith number 2989. If anyone believes the burden of sorry if anyone if anyone relieves the burden of one who is destitute if anyone relieves the burden of one who is destitute god will relieve his burden in this world and in the hereafter abu dawood hadith number 4914 8 he who follows a path in a quest of knowledge, God will make the path of the paradise easy to him. At Tirmidhi, hadith number 2646. Righteousness is good character, and sin is that which wavers in your heart, and you do not want the people to know about it. Muslim, hadith number 6680. If anyone has land, he should cultivate it or lend it uh, to his uh, brother for cultivation. Anyone. If anyone, if anyone has land, he should cultivate it or lend it to his brother to, for cultivation. Muslim, hadith number 3998. <coughs> Whoever kills a sparrow or anything bigger than that without a just cause, God will hold him accountable on the day of judgment. An Nisa'i hadith number 4349. Do not withhold excess water to withhold pasture. Do not withhold excess water to withhold pasture. Al-Bukhari hadith number 2,354. Whoever plants a tree and diligently looks after it until it matures and bears fruit is rewarded. Musnad Ahmad, hadith number 374. A woman entered the hellfire only because of a cat. She had tied her neither giving it food nor setting it free to eat from the vermin of the earth. Al-Bukhari, hadith number 2365. A man saw a dog eating mud from the severity of thirst. So that man took a shoe and filled it with water and kept on pouring the water for the dog till it quenched its thirst. So God approved of his deed and made him to enter paradise. Al-Bukhari, hadith number 2363. Verily, there is a reward for every act of kindness done to a living animal. Abu Dawood, hadith number 2550. There is no disease that God has created except that he also created its treatment. Al-Bukhari, hadith number 5,678. The upper hand, the giving hand, is better than the lower taking hand. Al-Bukhari, hadith number 2,750. Avoid envy, for envy devours good deeds, just as fire devours fuel. Abu Dawood, hadith number 4905. The most hated person in the sight of God is the most quarrelsome person. Al-Bukhari, hadith number 2457. God does not love the one who speaks Harshly. Al-Bukhari, hadith number 13. The strong is not the one who overcomes the uh, people by his 
strength, but the strong is the one who controls himself while in anger. Muslim, hadith number 6809. The worst people in the sight of God on the day of resurrection will be the double-faced people who appear to some people with one face and to others with another face. Al-Bukhari, hadith number 2457. When you are three persons, then two of you should not whisper excluding the third person, for that would be, uh, for that would grieve him. Again, when you are three persons, then two of you should not whisper excluding the third person, for that would grieve him. Al-Bukhari Hadith 6290. If the human being had two values of money, he would wish for a third one. For nothing can fill the belly of the human being except dust. Al-Bukhari, hadith number 6436. Woe to the one who speaks and tells lies in order to make people laugh. Woe to the one who speaks and tells lies in order to make people laugh. Woe to him, woe to him. Abu Dawood, hadith number 4990. Oppression will be darkness on the day of resurrection. Al-Bukhari, hadith number 2447. Those who go to extremes are doomed. Muslim, hadith number 784. Eat, drink, wear clothes, and give charity without extravagance and without conceit. Al-Bukhari, hadith number 5783. Avoid suspicion, for suspicion is the worst of false tales. Al-Bukhari, hadith number 2748. Do not drink wine. It is the key to all evils. Al-Bukhari, hadith number 5090. The curse of God is upon the one who offers a bribe and the one who takes it. Ibn Majah, hadith number 2313. Hoarding goods to make more profit is nothing but sin. At Tirmidhi, hadith number 1267. None of you should wish for death, for if he is a good doer, he may increase his good deeds, and if he is an evildoer, he may repent to God. Al-Bukhari, hadith number 5,673. Whoever commits suicide with anything in this world will be tortured with that same thing on the day of resurrection. Al-Bukhari, hadith 6,047. Three things. One, his family. Two, his wealth. And three, his deed follow the deceased. Three things. One, his family. Two, his wealth. And three, his deed follow the deceased. Two of them turn and one remains with him. His family and his wealth return, but his deeds remain with him. Muslim. Hadith number 7424. Strive to do that which will benefit you and seek the help of God. Muslim. Hadith number 6774. Prophet Muhammad, his life and his message. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, the world before him, around 1400 years from now, 
The whole world was the victim of tyranny and barbarity. Battles and wars would begin on tiny issues and the dropping blood of innocent souls was part of life. Plunder was prevailing and opposition was part of the society. Girls were buried alive. Idolatry, human worship and to bow down before thousands were considered as part of the religion and culture. Alcoholism, fornication and gambling were ingredients of the society. And in words of the Holy Quran, the world was on the edge of burning hell. Muhammad, peace be upon him, birth and childhood. This was the scenario in the birth of Muhammad. May peace and a blessing be upon him took place in the city of Mecca. His father's name was Abdullah and his mother was Amina. His father died before his birth and his mother died in his childhood when he was only six years old. In this period of his prophet, of his orphanhood, in this or that period of his orphanhood, he was brought up by his grandfather and uncle. And because of his poverty, he was compelled to become a shepherd for the inhabitants of Mecca. And he also used to work for a lady trader called Khadija. Muhammad, peace be upon him, in his young age. The youth of Muhammad was very placid and pure. He was away from all the evils that prevailed in the city of Mecca. Because of his character and valued ethics, people called him the trustworthy and the truthful. Khadija was very impressed with his uh, moral uh, doctrines and trustworthiness in his business that she proposed him for marriage, which Muhammad, may the blessing and peace be upon him, accepted and agreed to do. Muhammad, peace be upon him, before his prophethood, Muhammad, peace be upon him, was away from polytheism and idolatry and was in search of the ultimate truth and often retreated to the cave called Hira and would contemplate on the mysteries of life and uh, for a one true God. So one night, Angel Gabriel, who used to come to the earlier prophets like Moses, David, and Jesus, came to him as well. He gave him glad tidings for being a prophet and a messenger and made him responsible for the eradication of oppression, darkness, and idolatry. Muhammad, peace be upon him, as a prophet. On attaining the responsibility of a prophet, he started his mission first in his city, Mecca. He invited the people towards the worship of one God for the people of Mecca. This wasn't just an invitation towards monotheism, but also an opposition towards their handmade gods. And in order to stop the spreading of his message, they oppressed Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and all those who believed him. Muhammad, peace be upon him, migration from Mecca to Medina to stay away from the oppression from the people of Mecca and to convey the true message to the humanity. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and the believers migrated to Medina where they were welcomed uh, acceptably. And thus, Prophet Muhammad was able to spread the message far and wide. While at his stay in Medina, he sent a message inviting Hercules Emperor of Byzantines, Eastern Roman Empire, Khosros II, Emperor of Persian Empire, Negus, King of Abyssinia, Muqawqas, ruler of Egypt, Harith al-Ghassani, Governor of Syria, and Al-Mundir bin Suwa', ruler of Bahrain, to Islam. to Islam. He conveyed the message that the accomplishment of this world and the hereafter is only in accepting the fact that no one is worthy of worship except the one and only God and Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him is, is a true messenger from God. <coughs> Muhammad in the city of Medina. Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him stayed in Medina for approximately 10 years and during this period he established a remarkable region and set an example of justice equality. He set a remarkable 
uh, he set an example of justice, equal, equality, and fairness. He attained a number of followers who not only took up the responsibility of carrying it out themselves, but also conveyed the message of their prophet to other parts of the world. Therefore, the message that had started in Mecca in a small phase of time, crossing the Arabian Peninsula, reached Africa, Europe, China, India, and Russia. Muhammad, peace be upon him, revelation of the Quran, right from the first revelation in the cave of Hira until his death 23 years later, the Quran continued to be revealed to him by God, by Allah, and the Prophet through his words and deeds demonstrated how humanity should conduct itself in the light of these revelations in order to make a veritable paradise of this earth. Muhammad, peace be upon him, his last uh, breath. He breathed his last on the 12th of Rabi' al-Awwal in 632 CE, the 11th year of Hijrah, and was buried where he died in his room adjacent to the Prophet's mosque in Medina. Muhammad, peace be upon him, his physical features. The physical features of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, are, peace be upon him, are described as bright, complexion, wide forehead, broad chest, and a handsome face. His conceptual traits include a strong mind, a perfect thinking, concise statement, composed and natured, belonging to a high-class family along with being spiritual and religious, knowledgeable, forbearing, gratitude, just, generous, modest, brave, submissive, and merciful. Muhammad, peace be upon him, his character. All the traits of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, were noble, and he was away from all the evils, hence directing towards the various mannerisms of Prophet. It is given in the Quran, verily you have the noblest character. Prophet Muhammad himself once said, by one in whose hand there is my life, none shall enter paradise except one who has got good conduct. Anas, may Allah be pleased with him, one of his companions says Prophet Muhammad was the best of all in character. Even his enemies would accept the goodness he possessed in his being. The people of Mecca always opposed the teachings of the Prophet, but never acclaimed whatsoever against his qualities. Abu Sufyan, one of the chief tens of Quraysh, one of the opponents chief tums, chief tens of Quraysh, when confronted with the Roman emperor, when when confronted with the Roman emperor, could not speak false claims against Prophet Muhammad's character. Muhammad, peace be upon him, his patience and forgiveness. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, forgave people, and would let go even if people transgressed against him. When the people of Mecca and Taif did wrong to him, he prayed for them. O God, have mercy on them for they know nothing. He never took revenge for himself during his whole lifetime. His servant and companion Anas said, I served him, I served him for nine years, but I know not that he ever said to me about a thing which I had done, why I did that, or about a thing I had left as to why I had not done that. Muslim Book 30, Hadith number 5724. Muhammad, peace be upon him, his kindness and generosity. There couldn't be a better example than Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, in being merciful and charitable with people. Actually, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, was known by this trait of his Jabir, his companion, is reported to have said the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, never refused to anything that was asked from him. Never refused anything that was asked from him. Abdullah bin Abbas, another companion, also reports that the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, was always ahead in distributing goodness. It is mentioned that Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, would involve others while eating. He would give his new clothes to the poor and he would distribute wealth as soon as he would receive it, and never kept a dinar 
or a dirham for himself. Muhammad, peace be upon him, his abstinence to the worldly things. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, never loved the transient world. He hardly obtained anything for his own. Cooking would not take place much in his house. Mostly his food would comprise of water and dates. The bed of the Prophet was made up of the leaves of a date of, of a date palm tree. The bed of the Prophet was made up of the leaves of a date palm tree. When he died, he left nothing in his inheritance. He never distinguished between poor and rich, and whenever the poor invited him for a meal. And whenever the poor invited him for a meal, he would accept the invitation and sit with him while eating. He once said, Look at those who are inferior to you. Do not look at those who are superior to you. It may help you not to belittle what Allah has bestowed upon you. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, God's message. The message of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, was merely to invite everyone towards the worship of one God, whose name is Allah, and to keep the people away from the evils, straying from the right path and darkness. The Prophet, peace be upon him, used to say, Say there is no God but one God, and be successful. And this message wasn't novel or his own. In fact, it was conveyed by all the previous prophets and messengers. He did not establish a new religion. Instead, he refreshed God's message and all that the previous prophets conveyed. Muhammad, peace be upon him, his revelation. Quran is the word of God, and through Gabriel, he revealed it on to Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, just like Torah was revealed to Moses, Psalms on to Prophet David and Gospel on to Jesus, peace be upon him, peace be upon them all. The language of the Quran is Arabic and it is composed of 114 chapters. This book is protected from any change and alterations. God himself has taken the charge of keeping this revelation or this book intact. Quran is the way of guidance and fundamental rules of success for both the worlds. For both the words are given in this book. So Quran is the way of guidance and fundamental rules of success for both. Uh, both words are given in this book. This world and the hereafter. Muhammad peace be upon him, his religion. Muhammad peace be upon him. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, invited people to the religion of Islam, the base of which was merely the worship of one God, and to spend a life according to his uh, will. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is neither the founder of Islam, nor was its originator. Instead, the message of God and all the previous prophets was revived, was revived by him by calling people to worship only one God, and to follow their traditions and ways. Just as God has made Noah, Hud, Saleh, Abraham, Moses, Jonah, David, Solomon, John, and Jesus responsible for spreading the message of God and his revelations. Similarly, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, was also made accountable and responsible to convey the message of God to all mankind. Muhammad, may the blessing and peace be upon him, was the last messenger and is the last messenger. The history reveals that the success behind every nation both in this world and in the hereafter was in the acceptance of their prophets and messengers. Thus, Prophet Muhammad, may, be, may peace and blessing be upon him, being the last messenger and a prophet sent down for mankind. Let's study his life, understand his, mes his message. Let's study his life. Understand his message and follow his footsteps to be successful and prosper in both in both worlds, this world and the hereafter. What great people say about him. What great people say about him. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Great people have said some statements about, about him. 
Lane Poole, he said about Prophet Muhammad, he was the most faithful protector of those he protected, the sweetest and most agreeable in, for, in conversation. Those who saw him were suddenly filled with reverence. Those who came near him loved him. They who described him would say, I have never seen his like either before or after. W.C. Taylor said about him, So great was his liber liber liberality, so great was his liberality to the poor that he often left his household unprovided, nor did he content himself with relieving their wants. He entered into conversation with them and expressed a warm sympathy for their sufferings. He was a firm friend and a faithful ally. Reverend B. Smith would say about him, if ever a man ruled by a right divine, it was Muhammad, for he had all the powers without their supports. He cared not for the dressings of power. The simplicity of his private life was in keeping with his public life. Dr. Gustav Weil would say about him, Dr. Gustav Weil would say about him, Muhammad was a shining example to his people. His character was pure and stainless. His house, his address, his food, they were characterized by a rare simplicity. So unpretentious was he that he would receive from his companions no special mark of reverence, nor would he accept any service from his slave which he could do for himself. He was accessible to all and at all times. He visited the sick and was full of sympathy for all. Unlimited was his benevolence and generosity, as also was his anxious care for, for the welfare of the community. Alfonso de Lamartine would say about him, if a greatness of purpose, smallness of means, and astonishing results are the three criteria of a human genius, who could dare compare any great man in history with Muhammad? Orator, apostle, legislator, conqueror of ideas, restorer of rational beliefs, the founder of 20 terrestrial empires and of one spiritual empire, that is Muhammad, as regards, as regards all standards by which human greatness may be measured, we may well ask, is there any man greater than he? Mahatma Gandhi would say about Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon, I wanted to know the best of the life of one who holds today an undistributed sway over the hearts of millions of mankind. I became more than ever convinced that it was not the sword that won a place for Islam in those days in the scheme of life. It was the rigid simplicity, the utter self-effacement of the Prophet, the scrupulous regard for pledges, his intense devotion to his friends and followers, his intrepidity, his fearlessness, his absolute trust in God and in his own mission. These, and not the sword, carried everything before them and surmounted every obstacle. When I closed the second volume of the Prophet's biography, I was sorry there was not more for me to read of that great life. Sir George Bernaccio would say about him, I have studied him, the wonderful man, and in my opinion, far from being an antichrist, he must be called the savior of humanity. I believe that if a man like him were to assume the dictatorship of the modern world, he would succeed in solving its problems in a way that would bring it the much-needed peace and happiness. Michael H. Hart would say about him, My choice of Muhammad to lead the list of the world's most influential persons may surprise some readers and may be questioned by others. 
but he was the only man in history who was supremely successful on both the secular and religious level. It is probable that the relative influence of Muhammad on Islam has been larger than the combined influence of Jesus Christ and St. Paul on Christianity. It is this unparalleled combination of secular and religious influence which I feel entitles Muhammad to be considered the most influential single figure in human history. Edward Gibbon would say about him, Muhammad brought an end to idol worship. He preached monotheism and infinite mercy of God. An infinite mercy of God, human brother, brotherhood, care of the orphan, emancipation of slaves, forbidding of wine, no religion achieved as much success as Islam did. Professor Julius Messerman would say about him, people like Pasteur and Salk are leaders in the first sense. People like Gandhi and Confucius on one hand and Alexander Caesar and Hitler on the other are leaders in the second and perhaps the third sense. Jesus and Buddha belong in the third category alone. Perhaps the greatest leader of all times was Muhammad, was combined, who combined, perhaps, perhaps the greatest leader of all times was Muhammad, who combined all the three functions to a lesser degree, Moses did the same. Never did, as described by family member, never did, as described by family members, companions of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. He never walked in ungrateful. He never walked in an ungraceful manner. Again, he never walked in an. He never walked in an ungraceful manner. He never waited others to offer greetings to him. He never turned his neck and head only. Rather, he would turn his entire body to face others to speak to them. He never yawned nor rested completely. He never spoke unless he needed to. He never insulted others. He never talked ill of anyone or gossiped. He never spoke of anyone's fault in front of others. He never belittled anything. He never criticized any food he tasted. He was never upset for worldly affairs. He never took revenge for himself nor wronged anyone. He never got up or sat down without mentioning the name of God. He never feared anyone other than God. He never raised his voice in public or used foul language. He never interrupted a speaker until the speaker completed his statement. He never ate bread made of fine uh, flour. He never stared at anybody's face. He never touched any woman not related to him by blood. He never sat on carpet or bed made out of soft fabric. He never did beat his servant or those who were under him. He never stored food in his house for tomorrow. He never denied anything he was asked for. He never returned the poor and needy with empty hand. He never allowed people to stand up for him as other people usually do for their kings. He never used words of expressing disgust towards anyone. He never blamed his servants for something or leaving something undone. He never wore clothes made of silk or made of fine fabric. He never cursed human beings, animals, nor he allowed anyone to do so. He never wished that lease of his life to be prolonged, nor he asked for death. He never left anything as inheritance for his kith and kin. A beautiful story said by Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Abdullah bin Umar narrated that Allah's last messenger said, 
while three persons were traveling, they were overtaken by rain and they took shelter in a cave in a mountain. A big rock fell from the mountain over the mouth of the cave and blocked it. They said to each other, Think of such good righteous deeds which you did for Allah's sake only and invoke Allah by giving reference to those deeds so that Allah may relieve you from your difficulty. One of them said, O Allah, O Allah, I had my parents who were very old and I had small children for whose sake I used to work as a shepherd. When I returned to them at night, when I returned to them at night and milked the sheep, I used to start giving the milk to my parents first before giving to my children. And one day I went far away in search of a grazing place for my sheep and did not return home till late at night and found that my parents had slept. I milked my livestock as usual and brought the milk vessel and stood at their heads and I disliked to wake them up from their sleep and I, I also disliked to give the milk to my children before my parents though my children were crying from hunger at my feet. So this state of mine and theirs continued till the day uh, till the day it dawned o allah o allah if you considered that i had done that only for seeking your pleasure then please let there be an opening through which we can see the sky so an opening was made for them then the second person said o allah I had a she-cousin whom I loved as much as a passionate man loved a woman. I tried to seduce her, but she refused till I paid her 100 dinars. So I worked hard till I collected 100 dinars and went to her with that. But when I sat in between her legs to have sexual intercourse with her, she said, O oh Allah, O Allah's slave, be afraid of Allah. Do not deflower me except legally by marriage contract. So I left here. O Allah, if you consider that I had done that only for seeking your pleasure, then please make an opening for us. So Allah made a wider opening. And the last or the third person said, O oh Allah, I employed a laborer for wages equal to a uh, farq. I employed a laborer for wages equal to farq, a certain measure of corn. And when he had finished his job, he demanded his wages. But when I presented his due to him, he gave it up and refused to take it. Then I kept on sowing that rice for him several times till uh, I managed to buy with the price of the yield some cows and their uh, shepherd. Later on, the laborer came to me and said, O oh Allah's slave, be afraid of Allah and do not be unjust to me and give me my due. I said to him, Go and take those cows and their shepherd. So he took them and went away. So, O oh Allah, if you consider that I had done that for seeking your pleasure, then please relieve us by removing the remaining part of the rock. So Allah accepted their prayers and they were relieved. <clears throat> In the court of Roman King, the Hercules, narrated by Abdullah bin Abbas. Abu Sufyan 
bin Harb informed me that Hercules had sent a messenger to him while he had been accompanying a caravan from Quraysh. <coughs> they were merchants doing business in Sham, Syria, Palestine, Lebanon, and Jordan at the time when Allah's messenger, when Allah's messenger, at the time when Allah's apostle or messenger had a truce with Abu Sufyan and Quraysh infidels. So Abu Sufyan and his companions went to Hercules at uh, Ilya, Jerusalem. Hercules called them in the court and he had all the senior Roman dignitaries around him. He called for his translator who, translating Hercules' question, said to them, Who amongst you is closely related to that man who claims to be a prophet? Abu Sufyan replied, I am the nearest relative to him amongst the group. Hercules said, Bring him, Abu Sufyan, close to me and make his companions stand behind him. Abu Sufyan added, Hercules told his uh, translator to tell my companions that he wanted to put some questions to me regarding that man, the prophet, and that if I told a lie, they, my companions, should contradict me. Abu Sufyan added, By Allah, had I not been afraid of my companions labeling me a liar, I would not have spoken the truth about the prophet. The first question he asked me about him was, What is his family status amongst you? I replied, He belongs to a good noble family amongst us. <coughs> Hercules further asked, Has anybody amongst you ever claimed the same, i.e. to be a prophet before him? I replied, No. He said, Was anybody amongst his ancestors a king? I replied, No. Hercules asked, Do the nobles or the poor follow him? I replied, It is the poor who follow him. He said, Are his followers increasing or decreasing day by day? I replied, Increasing. He then asked, Does anybody amongst those who embrace his religion become displeased and renounce the religion afterwards? I replied, No. Hercules said, Have you ever accused him of telling lies uh, before his claim to be a prophet? I replied, no. Hercules said, does he speak, sorry, Hercules said, does he break his promises? I replied, no, we are at truce with him, but we do not know what he will do in it. I could not find opportunity to say anything against him except that Hercules asked, Have you ever had a war with him? I replied, yes. Then he said, what was the outcome of the battles? I replied, sometimes he was victorious and sometimes we. Hercules said, what does he order you to do? I said, he tells us to worship Allah and Allah alone and not to worship anything along with him and to renounce all that our ancestors had said. He orders us to pray, to speak the truth, to be chaste, and to keep good uh, relations with our kith and kin. Hercules asked the translator to convey to me the following. I asked you about his family, and your reply, and your reply was that he belonged to a very noble family. In fact, all the apostles come from noble families amongst their respective peoples. I questioned you whether anybody else amongst you claimed such a thing. Your reply, your reply was in the negative. If the answer had been in the affirmative, I would have thought that this man was following the previous man's statement. Then I asked you whether any one of his ancestors was a king. Your reply, or your reply was in the negative, and if it had been in the affirmative, I would have thought that this man wanted to take back his ancestral kingdom. I further asked whether he was ever accused of telling lies before he said what he said, 
And your reply was in the negative. <coughs> so I wondered how a person who does not tell a lie about others could ever tell a lie about Allah. I then asked you whether the rich, pe- uh, the rich people followed him or the poor. You replied that it was the poor who followed him. And in fact, all the apostles have been followed by this very class of people. Then I asked you whether his followers were increasing or decreasing. You replied that they were increasing. And in fact, this is the way of true faith till it is complete in all respects. I further asked you whether there was anybody who, after embracing his religion, became displeased and discarded his religion. Your reply was in the negative, and in fact, this is the sign of true faith when its delight enters the hearts and mixes with them completely. I asked you whether he had ever betrayed you. Uh, You replied in the negative, and likewise, the apostles never betray. Then I asked you what he ordered you to do. You replied that he ordered you to worship Allah and Allah alone, and not to worship anything along with him, and forbade you to worship idols, and ordered you to pray, to speak the truth, and to be chaste. If what you have said is true, if what you have said is true, he will very soon occupy this place underneath my feet, and I knew it from the scripture that he was going to appear, but I did not I did not know that he would be from you, and if I could reach him definitely, and if I could reach him definitely, I would go immediately to meet him, and if I were with him, I would certainly wash his feet. Hercules then asked for the uh, letter addressed by Allah's apostle, which was delivered by uh, Dia, uh, which was delivered by Dia to the uh, governor of Busra, who forwarded it to Hercules to read. The contents of the letter were as follows. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, this letter is from Muhammad, the slave of Allah, and his apostle to Hercules, the ruler of Byzantine, peace be upon him, who follows the right path. Furthermore, I invite you to Islam, and if you become a Muslim, you will be safe, and Allah will double your reward. And if you reject this invitation of Islam, you will be committing a sin by misguiding your Al-Arisiyin, the peasants. And I recite to you Allah's statement, O people of the scripture, come to a word common to you and to us that we worship none but Allah and that we associate nothing in worship with him and that none of us shall take others as lords besides Allah. Then, if they turn away, say, bear witness that we are Muslims, those who have surrendered to Allah. This is chapter 3, verse 64. Uh, ayah, uh, chapter 3, sorry, uh, chapter 3, verse 64 in the Quran. Abu Sufyan then added, when Hercules had finished his speech and had read the letter, there was a great hue and cry in the royal court. So we were turned out of the court. I told my companions that the question of Ibn Abi uh, Kapsha, the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, has become so prominent that even the king of Bani al-Asfar, Byzantine, is afraid of him. Then I started to become sure that he, the Prophet, would be the conqueror in the near future till I embraced Islam, i.e. Allah guided me to it. Alhamdulillah, praise be to Allah. This is found in Sahih al-Bukhari, volume 1, book number 1, number 6. To read more about Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and to receive the blessings of a humanity book, please email 
jkhateeb at iacad.gov.ae So jk or j khatib maybe if you could read it this way the email is j khatib at iacad.gov.ae alhamdulillah praise be to allah that's the end of this beautiful and lovely book you may visit also the site www.iacad.gov.ae or you may call this number also in case you want this book uh, 0097146087777 alhamdulillah praise be to allah